A pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak, and we're reviewing an inspiring 27-23 win on the road at Ford Field yesterday in Detroit. Good evening, Coach. How you doing? And, and the first thing I got to say, you know, I don't care where, it, it, on the road with no fans, a road win is always nice, especially in the dramatic fashion you guys pulled that one out. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Jeff. It, it, you love them, you know, just because they're, they're hard. And then, yet, let alone a division win. Um, on the road, it's it's never easy, and and uh, um, I think that for our guys to be able to fight through that adversity, um, stick together, celebrate the way we did, it's definitely a good start. All right, let's go over to the celebration first. That's the good stuff, right? That's the good yeah. stuff. Tell us about Club Dub. Got a little hint from Javon Wims. There was some uh, some sunglass thing going on, some new music, and he's he called it vibing. <laughs> Shed some light. Shed some light that for us. About right. I, you know, sometimes those guys are so exhausted after a game, it takes a little bit for them to really get juiced up and get going. But that was not the case yesterday. There was a lot of raw emotion and energy. It was very authentic. And, uh, yeah, I did see some shades in there. So uh, they didn't tell me about that. I didn't, I didn't have any on me or none of the coaches had them. But they were rolling pretty good. He also indicated uh, – uh, yet to be named coaches were, were found dancing it up pretty good, but he, he didn't want to reveal because you know what happens <laughs> there. What happens there problem. stays there, right? Down the road. So uh, in terms of what you just said, the, the raw emotion and, and so forth, and we heard Mark DeLeon say, "Hey, to be honest, you know, it felt like a scrimmage, but it's not a scrimmage because of no no fans. We all have different views on it. Uh, you indicated it felt a little eerie on the post game show yesterday with Tom and I. As you reflect back on it." Was it a discussion point with the team, or will it be, and will it be a discussion point with your coaches on somehow trying to get more than just a few people getting that juice going? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be a discussion point. I think the players, uh, they were talking about it a little bit uh, when I went walked on the back of the plane last night. They were all kind of talking through it. Um, one of the things that I think that naturally happened was you have to create it on your own. And sometimes they're realizing like, Hey, it, there might be early on in the game where you see some of these college teams, you know, when they're on the sideline jumping up and down and during the kickoff, like it's one of those deals. You might have to just create it yourself. You don't have the fans to do it. So you got to be a spectator and a fan on the sideline. All right. As you break down the tape, uh, when you had the chance uh, more than once, I'm sure, what'd you see? Well, what I saw was um, some some really good, and then there were some some really bad. You know, it, it's uh, you look at it for the first three quarters, and it's not what we wanted to be at all. Um, there we we were, and when you go to the offense, we were moving the football. Uh, we were able to get some first downs, but mightily, you know, we were struggling struggling mightily on third down. As I said yesterday in the press conference, we weren't um, being too effective in the red zone at all. And so naturally that, that just, uh, that's, you, you got to score touchdowns and that wasn't happening on defense. Again, you know, none of it, none of this is because of effort, which is one thing I want to make real clear. You know, a lot of this is just, again, the first game getting used to everything, but defensively um, we got some, some big stops on third down. Uh, they were moving the ball on us, but we were getting stops in the red zone and making them kick those field goals. Just like, like kind of the opposite of what I said for us on offense. And, uh, then you get to the end of the, the end of the first half and we got aggressive with the play calling and we, we punt, ended up punting the ball with 40 seconds from the, uh, the plus 48 and they went seven plays and scored a touchdown. And that, that can become very deflating. So we went in at halftime and 
we, uh, we, we came back out and they go right down the field and score another touchdown. So right there, those are two big body blows that we took that I wanted to see how we were going to respond. And it took a little bit, but then all of a sudden we had that one throw on the August special, um, the, the seam throw to Anthony Miller on the left side that he caught. And from then on, I felt like that's kind of where the game started changing. A little bit. At any point did you feel it slipping away for a moment? Because, you know, you don't really know how they're going to react coming out of camp. Yeah, well, I really didn't. And I say that and I mean that because we have these guys just, they're so resilient. They don't, they don't they, we learned last year, they don't point fingers. So they weren't concerned about, hey, the offense isn't scoring. They're scoring on us. Like there was none of that. There really wasn't. So, but we just needed one spark or one play to happen. And then what happens is it gets contagious. Before you know it, we end up getting uh, the ball back on a third down on a, on a tip ball up in the air where Kyle Fuller picks it off. And now all of a sudden we're, we're sitting in great position. We're down three. We got plenty of time to score a touchdown. We're going to stay aggressive. We're not settling for a field goal. And if you, it, again, big picture, which I think is sometimes good for all of us is we, we use that as coaches too, as a learning tool, LA chargers last year, right. In that situation, um, settling for a field goal. And, and, and again, it wasn't that we didn't have confidence in the offense, but we had confidence to win the game with the field goal. And, and so that was a situation yesterday where, hey, forget kicking a field goal or tie it. We're going down there to score a touchdown. And we did it. And we've talked about that all offseason. So to have that come to fruition uh, is powerful for the guys. To get there, and you pointed out in postgame with us on the radio, uh, many things had to happen. And when you're in a comeback mode, many things do have to happen in the time frame it happens. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So you had the hick sack. You had the Cordero Patterson big kickoff return, but you also had the Cordero's fourth down run. That was significant to mount that comeback. So it just wasn't Mitch eight for 10, three touchdowns. It was how you got there. That's right. There's a, just like you said, uh, that sack that Akeem had to knock them back and make it a, a you know, a super long field goal. Uh, that was huge. And that was on a, that was on a rollout for them. They, they called a, a sprint out and to get that sack was really big, um, pushed them back the fourth and one for, you know, they, they had a safety that saw that play was coming and he, he was running on a beeline to make the tackle and 84 is just too fast, got to the sideline. Um, you, you look at, uh, there's other times really on that last drive with the defense where uh, they're keeping guys in bounds and making that clock run. How about, all, how about the field goals that are made, right? We just expect right. those to be made. The field goals are made and the extra points are made. Those are all, they all matter. And so when you look at it together and then the coaching staff, I thought the coaching staff did a really good job of getting these guys. We talked about it, Jeff, on Saturday night. We said, we're all together as coaches to help these players out. We're all going to stay calm, cool, and collected. That was our words. And what do you know? We get in that situation. We stayed calm, cool, and collected. And in the end, it came down to one final play. And uh, we had a little luck on our side on that second to last play. But guess what? I don't care. We'll take it. <laughs> you absolutely have to. Snap back, Trubisky to wind up, throw down the right side for Miller. Over oh, the shoulder, catch. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Almost like Thanksgiving Day near the two-yard line. An over-the-shoulder throw and a beauty by Mitchell Trubisky. Anthony Miller about to get mobbed in the end zone. Anthony Miller with a game-winning catch right there in Thanksgiving uh, in Detroit. Same route, it seemed like. Was it the same play? No, it was a different play with similar route. The route the route was really the same. It was just a different play for us. So, 
Um, you know, what you got to love, Jeff, about Anthony Miller and these wide receivers and, and really the tight ends too for us is – and the running back. Shoot, it's all of them. I love their attitude during, during these type of situations. I mean, A. Mills coming over to me during the sideline and just telling me, you know, hey, listen, I got this guy. Just give me a chance. And, you know, they were, they were playing some man coverage. And when, when you have man coverage, you got to win your matchup. That's what we talk about. And then when that's the case, you got to make the throw as a quarterback. And, um, you know, we had a timeout. They had – there's a two-minute warning right before that. And we kind of talked through it, what we were going to do. And uh, I think what's, what's pretty neat, Jeff, I think you'd appreciate this, is the guys were so confident in that play that Anthony – or uh, uh, A-Rob is running a route on the other side of the field. And he turns his back to the throw because he knows he's not getting the ball. And he puts his arms up as if it's a touchdown before it happened. And so he kind of kind of called it. So that's just a mutual respect that they all have for one another. And to come down with that, to make the throw, to make the catch, to put you up on top. Uh, those are fun times. It was a little Steph Curry he did. three and walk did. away, yeah, right? That was it. I, I read that on in Peter King's uh, Sports Illustrated Monday morning uh, quarterback. Uh, Matt Nagy here on the Bears Coaches Show. Chuck Pagano coming up at the bottom of the hour. is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Break down Mitch. I know you, you're going you're gonna to coach him hard on this, on this performance because, uh, like all players, you seek consistency. Yeah, yeah. Con- consistency is really crucial, um, and he knows that, and – um, you know, we as a whole, um, as an offense, again, I felt like we were, we were able to get the run game going. We were productive in the play actions. Um, and then we had a great fourth quarter in the drop back game as we were more in a two minute mode. But um, the consistency is something that we're always going to look for the situational football decision making down there and, and what we're doing. And um, so we're, we're always going to coach our guys hard, but we, they, they don't expect anything different from that. They want that. I know Mitch wants that. So we're going to use this as a, as a learning tool for him to grow from and, and understand, too, though, that uh, we, we all have to do our part, right, as we go through this thing. And what we don't want is to be able to – we can't dig ourselves a hole and be down 17 going into the fourth. We can't have that. We need to be playing from above 17. So um, uh, I think our guys will see that. We finally get to watch the tape. They get to watch the tape. And then tomorrow when they come back in here – we talk a little bit about, hey, how, where did we go wrong? What did we do good? What did we do bad? And, um, and then we put that aside and we get ready for the Giants. Yeah, it's, it's what you indicated you're going to be doing, the, the good, the bad, the ugly tape. Yeah, yep, that's it. And the players appreciate that. And, and Jeff, too, that's, that's not just criticism or, or praise of the players. It's also criticism. If there's a, a, you know, a bad play call or if there's situational football that, that we didn't put the players in the best position possible, we call ourselves out, too. I think it's just a sign of unity that, hey, none of us are perfect. Let's learn from it. Let's use it. The players appreciate it. We like it. And so every Tuesday we do that. Now, this is going to be an interesting question for you to answer because now you mentioned that. So you're looking at yourself, obviously, too, and the whole staff. Does the staff present to you, hey, Matt, you know, come on, something like this. And do you know these guys well enough now in the time you spent together that this is freely spoken? And how did it work out on game day? First time. Well, no, number one, they everybody on this staff knows that uh, sometimes to a fault, I'm, I'm, I expect guys to be completely honest, and I'm not one that holds stuff on your chest and, and, it, and let it, you know, um, boil up or build up. Uh, so they they always have the ability to tell me where they're at. We do that during the game. Hey, listen, I, help me out here. What are you thinking here with this idea or that idea? Um, and we listen to each other in regards to um, 
you know, where, where we're at. So they appreciate that. They like that. And, and for me, um, there's always times you can't call a perfect game. There's situations you try to use and say, okay, how do I get better? Um, and I, I thought yesterday, I just was really proud of our coaching staff in, in the time that we were together for that two and a half hours, that the communication was very, very effective and productive. There wasn't much panic. There wasn't any, um, because the players, they see that and they feel, they feel that. So what we wanted to do is just stay calm and we did it. And now it's like, okay, here we are. Let's go play a good three quarters on the front end. And then let's finish it in that fourth quarter. Snap Trubisky, two-step throw into the end zone. Caught, touchdown, touchdown Bears. Jimmy Graham then with a slam dunk. 61st red zone touchdown in his career. First as a Bear, first touchdown of 2020. Tightens things up here at Ford Field. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Coming up next, Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator. One more segment here with Coach Bears. Win their opener for the first time since 2013, and they are off and running. And Jimmy Graham, big touchdown. Big pass play as well in in this game with a 16-yarder targeted uh, a fair amount of times. That will be some growing chemistry we'll be keeping an eye on between uh, Mitch and the tight ends in general, but Jimmy Graham. But uh, that touchdown catch, you know, you can make it look simple or sound simple that he just posted his guy up and used his size, but there's more than that, isn't it? There is, yeah. That that takes a lot of practice. Those, Those aren't as easy as they look, but they practice them. And, you know, Jimmy's had a lot of success over his career in the red zone. And you want to be able to to use his size in different ways. And that's one way to be able to do it. So uh, it, it was uh, it's just a one-on-one throw and be able to box him out a little bit and make the catch. Some of the really good things offensively, just going over some math, you had 17 plays of 10 yards or more. Uh, you had 26 first downs. You know, to me, that's a big deal. You did that once all last year against the Chargers. So first downs really weren't piling up last year. Um, and then on first down, rushing 19 times, 101 yards, that's a 5.3 clip. Mitch was very good also on first down, throwing 12 of 14, 159, and two touchdowns. Uh, are those building blocks for what you're talking about, what you want to do big picture? 100%. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's the start of an identity. Um, you have to have good first downs. You, you, you've heard me say it for two years now in regards to that. You, you know, whether it's via the run or via the pass, first down's got to have, it's got to be productive. You can't live in second and 10. Uh, I thought we did a pretty good job with that yesterday. Now the next step for us is, okay, we need to be better on third down. And so that's what we'll start really looking at and making sure we get better at. Um, but for, for those numbers that you just presented, the, the first down, 26 first downs, you're moving the sticks, you're doing what you're supposed to do. It just, first of all, also too, it gives the defense a chance to get a little bit of a breather. You're not going three and out, which is important. So uh, we like where we're at. We're not satisfied. We know we can be so much better with those numbers. And that starts from the first uh, drive of the game. But our guys, all of them, you know, offense, defense, special teams, they're all committed. They're motivated. And they're going to be hard. They're going to critique themselves. Uh, you know, the whole time that they watch it and, and use this to get back on track. Real quick on the defense, on their performance yesterday from your vantage point and your discussions with Chuck Pagano. We'll be talking to him here soon at the bottom of the hour. Right, yeah. I, I would say this. I think that, uh, you know, for the first time that we're getting out there, you really don't know exactly what you're going to see uh, in regards to the offenses, but they did a good job with their effort at really trying to get after Stafford and, and affect him, you know, um, when you do that to really any quarterback, you're going to have a lot more success. But 
the the defensive backs, you know, the safeties, the corners on the back end. I thought uh, uh, b- between Jalen Johnson and, and Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson and Gibson, those guys on the back end did a good job for the most part of, of tackling. You know, we haven't done a whole lot of live tackling. Um, they were around the football there at the end of the game, getting that tip ball and making a play, being opportunistic. Uh, you, you could feel um, our guys being able to do everything they could to attack the quarterback. Uh, we didn't get to him probably as much as we, we would want to, and I think our guys are going to compete themselves and be hard on themselves. But that's what we, we got to win, and now you just use that and you coach off of that. All right, Matt. So, so many good things done by some of your young players. Uh, we got we got to give a, a heads up to uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, put in that position. Not a lot of practice time, really, when you think about it. Uh, but I think we all felt, and you did, and coaches in general felt that this was never going to be too big for him, and he certainly proved that yesterday. He sure did. I think you really felt that. Uh, matter of fact, I don't I don't think too many of us were too concerned just because of the training camp he put together. Uh, and what he's been doing, he's he's uh, he's really he's really got this uh, this quiet confidence about himself that I like. You have to have a short memory. You have to be able to uh, know that there's going to be times that they go after you as a rookie. Uh, and and he even had that you know the one play where the wide receiver lowered his shoulder shoulder on him, but he bounced right back. He doesn't care. You know he's 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 going to be a good good player for us. And uh, to be able to get through that that game right there was a good job. All right, you're going to get to see the Giants tonight against the Steelers. Overall, you know them pretty well, but uh, another ex-New England component to it uh, with Joe Judge, what that might present in terms of uh, challenges for you guys as you get ready to meet the Giants in a home opener. Yeah, for sure. It'll be, there'll be some unknowns. Uh, It'll be interesting to watch their game tonight and see where they're at. Uh, You know, again, a a team that has a new head coach and creating an identity and a culture uh, of where they're at. So just like you, you know, I'm sure you'd be watching it like we are and getting it on the TV copy as we prepare for these guys. But we want to just really uh, get back to what we know we can do and, and focus on being good at that. All right. Congratulations again on the win. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, Jeff. See you. Thank you. Get the latest Bears news, photos and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official app brought to you by Verizon with Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator. I'm Jeff Joniak with you until eight o'clock tonight as the Bears start to prepare for the New York Giants. Chuck, uh, let's talk the the rookie cornerback, Jalen Johnson. He certainly uh, caught everybody's attention throughout training camp, certainly did yesterday as well. Uh, I think he only uh, gave up two catches and it was in the thick of some really important plays, including the last one. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't surprised, you know. Um, you know, Deshay and Sean did do a great job back there in the back end, and you know he missed some time, obviously, but uh, you know you know waiting to be cleared with the shoulder and things like that. But we knew it wasn't going to be too big, you know, for Jalen. You know, he's a he's a talented kid, obviously. He's a smart guy, um, but he's a confident guy, and he's one of those guys playing the position that he does that able to get over some bad plays and have amnesia and those type of things and he was in position to make you know make some uh, make some huge plays and could have came up with uh, you know a couple uh, a couple I thought he was going to intercept the one down there in the red zone you know they threw the over route and he got his hand I think the receiver did a nice job of actually getting that thing you know out of his hands but uh, you know overall um, you know he was great on the sideline communicating with them hey you know, this is what they're doing, this call, you know, we've got to do this a little bit better. And he knew exactly, you know, what, what Deshae was talking about. I'd go over to him, get on the surface, whoever, you know. So he's a really bright kid. He's got, you know, arrow, arrow, arrow up on this guy. I mean, I think the sky's the limit 
you know, for what uh, what he can do and what he can be, you know, and then coming up with a couple of huge plays. And I haven't seen the TV copy yet, but, you know, the uh, the interception, the ball that went, you know, up in the air, I think, you know, Eddie was coming from the, from the left side and Jalen was covering him on the right and he had great coverage. I think he got a hand in there. I wasn't quite sure who who it was, whether it was Eddie or Jalen, but it looks like it was it was Jalen who got his hand in there, and both of them probably caused that thing. And Kyle came up with the interception, obviously, and gave offense a short field, and the rest is history. But and then knocking down the last pass, you know, after kid dropped a you know a, a corner out there, the running back Swift, and then he knocks down the last one. So um, great start for him. Something you know, something to build on, and you know, certainly correct what we need to correct and keep moving forward with him. Yeah, I, I didn't see the TV copy yet either, but uh, yeah, people are writing it as Eddie. But, uh, you know, I mentioned Jalen on the call uh, as well. So uh, it would be a, another feather in his cap right away in his first game. He'll never forget it, that's for sure. Uh, overall, uh, the play of the front seven, uh, you're still waiting for Robert Quinn's arrival. You got a keen back, and, boy, he made a huge play. Huge play. It may, you know, the game's not won if he doesn't make that sack. Yeah, and I think it started, we got a tackle for loss, you know, out of Vauders, uh, who came in and, you know, did a nice job. Him and, you know, with Quinn being out, him and, uh, you know, uh, Kiki, you know, for KV's Mango, and, and they did a nice job. But, you know, you get that TFL, and then and then 96 gets the, gets the big sack. And then, you know, even, you know, you go to the third down play, you know, third and long, and they throw the screen. And the job that Roquan did, and then the effort by 52 and the rest of his teammates to retrace and run that guy down. Um, you're talking two, three yards for Prater, you know, close for that field goal. I think that was the, the series there where he missed. That was, that was huge. That was a huge sequence of plays right there. And, and so, um, you know, again, we're going to, those, those are bright spots, but like coach said, we're going to, we're going to hold, you know, I'm going to hold myself accountable. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to talk through, you know, not only good stuff, but the the plays that we we got to get corrected because this is a copycat league, and and until you put the fire out, we're going to keep seeing it. And uh, you know, we got a great runner, you know, coming to Soldier Field, you know, uh, next week. So um, there's a lot of lot of things that uh, we can do better from a you know technique standpoint, communication standpoint, all those kind of things. Get the latest Bears news, photos, and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official app brought to you by Verizon. With Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator, I'm Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight as the Bears start to prepare for the New York Giants. Chuck, uh, with no football really for nine months and the, and the whole tackling thing, even with preseason games, we, we as uh, analysts and so forth always look at tackling in the first week or two of the season. But in general, what did you think of the tackling yesterday? It didn't look bad. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, there were some, you know, there were some misses. Um, you know, there were some, uh, you know, some uh, times out there where, you know, you, you you see the the lack of, you know, live tackling, you know, that uh, that you don't do uh, during, you know, our scrimmages that we had were mostly thud. Uh, most of the live tackling we didn't you know, uh, individual drills where it was, you know, uh, we could protect the guys and, you know, there wasn't a lot of bodies around. So um, there was a, there was a few, but overall, you know, it was one of the things going in, you, you really, uh, you know, you fear, you know, coach talked about it uh, ad nauseum about ball security, 
you know, on, on offense and, and tackling on defense and, you know, the, the miscues and communication, things like things that just beat yourself. But so I was proud of the guys and, you know, uh, they, I thought we tackled uh, pretty darn well for, for not doing it for, for a long stretch. Let's talk the, the rookie cornerback, Jalen Johnson. He certainly uh, uh, caught everybody's attention throughout training camp, certainly did yesterday as well. The first uh, uh, the rookie to start a cornerback in week one for the franchise since uh, our first defensive back, really, Mark Carrier back in 1990. He went on to win def- defensive rookie of the year. Uh, but for Jalen, uh, I think he only uh, gave up two catches, and it was in the thick of some really important plays, including the last one. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't surprised, you know, um, you know, Deshay and Sean did do a great job back there in the back end, and you know he missed some time, obviously, but uh, you know, you know, waiting to be cleared with the shoulder and things like that. But we knew it wasn't going to be too big, you know, for Jalen. You know, he's a he's a talented kid, obviously. He's a smart guy, um, but he's a confident guy, and he's one of those guys playing the position that he does that is able to get over some bad plays and have amnesia and those type of things. And he was in position to make, you know, make some uh, make some huge plays and. Could have came up with, uh, you know, a couple. Uh, a couple. I thought he was going to intercept the one down there in the red zone. You know, they threw the over route and he got his hand. I think the receiver did a nice job of actually getting that thing, you know, out of his hands. But, uh, you know, overall, um, you know, he was great on the sideline, communicating with them. Hey, you know, this is what they're doing. This call, you know, we've got to do this a little bit better. And he knew exactly you know, what, what Deshae was talking about. I'd go over to him, get on the surface, whoever, you know. So he's a really bright kid. He's got, you know, arrow, arrow, arrow up on this guy. I mean, I think the sky's the limit, you know, for what uh, what he can do and what he can be, you know, and then coming up with a couple of huge plays. And I haven't seen the TV copy yet, but, you know, the uh, the interception, the ball that went, you know, up in the air, I think, you know, Eddie was coming from the, from the left side and, Jalen was covering him on the right, and he had great coverage. I think he got a hand in there. I wasn't quite sure who who it was, whether it was Eddie or Jalen, but it looks like it was it was Jalen who got his hand in there, and both of them probably caused that thing. And Kyle came up with the interception, obviously, and gave offense a short field, and the rest is history. But and then knocking down the last pass, you know, after kid dropped, uh, you know, the corner out there, the running back Swift, and then he knocks down the last one. So. Um, great start for him. Something you know, something to build on, and you know, certainly correct what we need to correct and keep moving forward with him. You got a keen back, and boy, he made a huge play. Huge play. It may, you know, the game's not won if he doesn't make that sack. Yeah, and, and I think it started. We got a tackle for loss. You know, out of Botters, uh, who came in and you know did a nice job. Him and you know with Quinn being out, him and uh, you know uh, Kiki, you know. Kavis Mango and and they did a nice job, but you know you get that TFL and then and then '96 gets the gets the big sack and then you know even you know you go to the third down play, you know third and long and they throw the screen and the job that Roquan did and then the effort by 52 and the rest of his teammates to retrace and run that guy down. Um, you're talking two three yards for Prater, you know close for that field goal. I think that was the the series there where he missed. That was that was huge. That was a huge sequence of plays right there. And like Coach said, we're gonna we're gonna hold you know I'm gonna hold myself accountable. We're gonna hold each other accountable. We're gonna talk through you know not only good stuff but the the plays that we we got to get corrected because this is a copycat league and 
And until you put the fire out, we're going to keep seeing it. You were talking before the break about things you're going to, you know, improve communication, things you'll tweak because it's a copycat league. I always felt that teams might, without Eddie Goldman opting out with COVID, that they would at least try to see what you guys would be like inside, run between the tackles, and, and challenge a little bit. Um, did you think that that was the case with, with Detroit, and you think teams will? And then just coverage aspect of these r- running backs nowadays – uh, especially, you know, we got Saquon coming in here. Uh, they all seem to be very adept at uh, getting matchups on linebackers that really create a lot of challenges. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So, yeah, so in the, you know, in the run game, uh, you know, um, you know, with with Eddie being out, I mean, he was a we all know the player, you know, that he that he is. But uh, you know, it's next man up, and so you know, Blau, you know, went in there, did a nice job. John Jenkins you know, went in there and had some positive plays. You know, of course, Keem's going to be a Keem and, and, and Roy, um, you know, and Urban. Uh, so collectively, you know, as, as a unit, um, again, they're going to be able to look at this tape with us and they'll be the first ones to tell you, man, can, I can do such a better job of, you know, taking on, uh, taking on these block, blocks, fitting up these runs that we got. Uh, like I said before in the last segment, I think we got a little bit more 21, uh, you know, personnel with the, the converted fullback, you know, the line converted linebacker to fullback, you know, and, and they did a nice job. And again, AP ran hard and the other backs, you know, ran hard. And so um, we call them gap scheme plays, you know, where they got, you know, a little misdirection and pullers and things like that. And so, and they had some motion involved. And so, yes, it is a copycat league. And so we'll, uh, you know, we'll certainly, uh, until we get the thing fixed, which we have to do in a hurry, um, we're going to get a, we're going to face full of all that stuff uh, until we do. So um, we'll get the guys back in here tomorrow. We'll watch this tape and then, you know, get grinding uh, on Wednesday to get these things shored up. And again, I, I expect a, uh, a huge jump, you know, with this, uh, with this unit from week one to week two and play significantly, significantly, excuse me, better, you know, uh, week two. You got Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know what, what what kind of back he is. You guys did a good job on him last year. He was coming off high ankle sprain, but fifty nine yards. If you hold a guy like that to fifty nine, you're feeling pretty good about your chances of winning. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, you hold anybody to that in this league. You know, you um, you hold people to eighty, ninety yards rushing. You make them one dimensional. You get them in third and long. Uh, you can go get after the quarterback. You're going to win a lot of games. So that's the goal. All right, Chuck, we will let you go. Appreciate your time as always, and good luck in your preparation this week for the New York Giants. And that's a wrap on tonight's Bears Coaches Show. I want to thank our producers, Jordan Treadup, Dan Barilli, Andy Gersher, and Keith Johnson. Most of all, you for listening. For Bears head coach Matt Nagy and defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano, I'm Jeff Joniak, wishing you a pleasant good evening, everybody. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Good night, everybody.